Well, I want to say welcome once again. Welcome to those of you that are watching online. We're excited that you've tuned in and that you are uh, sharing a part of your Sunday morning with us. And we are currently in the middle of a series that we've called Snapshot. And each week what we've been doing is taking a specific area of our lives and kind of breaking it down to hopefully better understand what, what that area of our lives is all about. Maybe an area of your life or an area of your faith or an area of you know, Christianity or being a follower of Jesus that maybe we haven't completely understood or that we've left out because we didn't understand it. And we're trying to better understand those. And just to get us all caught up to speed, in week one we talked about the God I never knew and we looked at who the Holy Spirit is. We answered the question, who is the Holy Spirit and do we need him? Because there's, there's a lot of misconception about who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit does. And we talked about how the Holy Spirit is our helper, uh, the Holy Spirit is our friend, the Holy Spirit is our God. And we discovered that the Holy Spirit is not weird. We discovered that it's not, it, it, it's not weird. If you've seen somebody do something weird and they called it the Holy Spirit, that person would be weird without the Holy Spirit. And we talked about that in week one so that we can better understand who the Holy Spirit is and why we need him in our lives. Why we need him because he helps us and he wants to be our friend and he is our God. And then in week two, last week, we talked about being a control freak. Do I have any control freaks? That's good. Maybe you paid attention last week and now you're not a control freak because you gave away control of your life. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping anyway. And we looked at how we, we try to control our own lives a lot of times and we talked about some practical steps that we can take to stop doing the things that we don't want to do and start doing the things that we want to do. Because a lot of times we, we find ourselves talking to other people or coming to church and we, we, we sit here and we think, why do I keep doing what I don't want to do and the things that I know I should be doing and that I really want to do, I can't ever seem to do them. And we talked about some practical steps and how we can we can do that, and the first one was we should stop living not to do something. Stop focusing on the thing that you don't want to do. Shift your focus and then give up control of our lives to the Holy Spirit. And today, as we continue in this series, I want to talk to you on this subject. I've called today's message the process of production. The process of production. If you're taking notes, that'll be the title for today. And have you ever... You ever ran into somebody at Walmart who had kids and you thought to yourself, their kids are so well-behaved? You know, you run into them, you're thinking like, man, their kids are so well-behaved. And you start looking at your kids like, why can't you <laughs> be more like their kids, you know? And, and you see that and we start to think, man, I don't understand why. why like, what is it that they're doing that their kids are so well-behaved but ours are like, you know, rolling around in the floor and acting crazy in the moment? Right? Or maybe you've, you've ever, you, ever, you ever wanted something and thought, okay, if I do this, then this is what I'm going to get. So it's, it's like you, f you feel like, I, I'm, I need to get out of debt. I need to get out of debt. So I'm going to make a plan. We're going to start budgeting. And then a month later, you're like, I don't understand why we're not out of debt. <laughs> like we made a plan. We made a budget. And it was like when we made our plan and we made our budget, we should have got like, it should have happened right then. Right? Like God's supernaturally going to send you $13,000 check in the mail so that you can just get out of debt. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't work that way because I've heard stories of where God does do that and somebody feels led to, to write a check or, you know, do whatever. But we, we, we 
want something, and we think, okay, this is what I need to do to get it, and then when we do what we think we need to do to get it, and it doesn't happen immediately, we get frustrated, don't we? Because we want what we want, and we want it now. That's why the other day, just two days ago, we were traveling, and we're coming back, and we stopped at McDonald's, okay? McDonald's. Fast food, right? Or so we thought. <laughs> we spent 45 minutes at McDonald's waiting for food. So we pull into the drive-thru, and there are like two cars in front of us, and we sat there for five, seven minutes, and we never moved. So we thought, well, we'll go in. So then we pull over, and Amanda, she gets out, and she's like, well, I'll just go in, order the food, bring it back out, and I'm going to sit out here with the kids, right? So she goes in, and then she comes back out about five minutes later and says, I don't think there's anybody working inside <laughs> because nobody's in, nobody's in there. So by that time, the drive-thru is now about seven cars deep. So we get back in line, and, I'm, and we sit there for a minute, and it's like we're not moving again. And so she's like, you know what? It's got to be quicker to go inside. So she goes inside. Somebody finally comes to the counter, takes her order. She brings the ketchup and the drinks out, and it was 20 minutes, y'all, before she comes out with the food. 20 more minutes. And I thought, you know what? I came here expecting, like, I'm hungry now. <laughs> like, you don't go to McDonald's unless you want food now, right? If I wanted to wait 45 minutes, I'm going to go somewhere else where I sit down, somebody comes to my table, refills my drink three or four times, cooks my food, brings me my food, and asks me all the time I'm there, do you need anything else, right? If I want 45-minute wait, I'm going to that. I went to McDonald's because I wanted something now. And we get frustrated. We live in a culture where if we have to wait on our phone to load, dear Jesus, if we have to wait on our phone, I, I do this all the time. It's like you click the Facebook app, and it's like, like sometime today, you know, it's still circling, circling, circling. You're like, is it the Wi-Fi? Is it, you know, do I not have signal here? What is the deal? Because we live in a, we live in a world where whenever we decide we want something, we want it right then. And tell me what I need to do to get it right now. Tell me what I need to do so that this can happen right now. Like, I want it yesterday. <laughs> I wanted it five minutes ago. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I've been there a lot in my life. And so... I'm preaching from, uh, I'm preaching to myself and kind of out of all of our struggles this morning in this message, the process of production. And over the past couple of weeks, we've been building on this idea that we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And today, I want to take it another step further. And I want us to look in Galatians chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 19. If you want to click on your Bible app or you can just follow along on the screen, we always have the scripture up here so that you can follow along. Galatians 5, starting in verse 19, this is what it says. It says, what the sinful nature does is clear. It enjoys sexual sins, impure acts, and wild living. Come on, last week we talked about the sinful nature. We talked about the flesh and the definition of that. And that we all have this sinful nature from birth that is bent toward evil. Come on, you got, anybody ever had kids, you know, you don't have to teach your kids how to disobey you. You don't have to teach your kids how to not want to share. You don't have to teach your kids to say mine, <laughs> Right? We all have this natural bent toward what is evil. Verse 20, it worships statues of gods. It also worships evil powers. It is full of hatred and fighting. It is full of jealousy and fits of anger. It is interested only in getting ahead. It stirs up trouble. It separates people into their own 
little groups. It wants what others have. It gets drunk and takes part in wild parties. It does many things of that kind. I warn you now, as I did before, people who live like that will not receive God's kingdom. But the fruit of the but the fruit the Holy Spirit produces is love, joy, and peace. It is being patient, kind, and good. It is being faithful and gentle and having self-control or having control of oneself. There is no law against things of that kind. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their sinful nature to the cross. They don't want their sinful nature lo- they don't want what their sinful nature loves and longs for. Since we live by the Spirit, let us march in step with the Spirit. Let us not become proud. Let us not make each other angry. Let us not want what belongs to others. So we're talking about, and maybe you've heard this phrase before, the fruit of the Spirit. So we've been on this, in this, on this journey of who the Holy Spirit is, why we need Him, how we can stop doing certain things and start doing certain things, some practical steps to start taking. And today I want to talk about what the Holy Spirit produces in our lives. And if you've heard about the fruit of the Spirit, chances are you always pictured it as, well, love is, a, our kids listen to a song on, on YouTube, they'll watch this video, and we, we picture it as love is like an apple, right? And peace is like a pear, and joy is like a banana. You know, we picture all this fruit in our lives when we talk about this, and you put, we post it on our walls, and, and we post it, you know, you see images and graphics made up, and it's, you know, all this fruit, and talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and this is what the fruit of the Spirit is. For a lot of us, we think that when the fruit, with, we think about the fruit of the Spirit, we visualize grown fruit that is ready to be eaten. So we picture, when, when, I, when I give control of my life to the Holy Spirit, what he's going to give me is this fruit in my life. And when, when I get it, it's going to be full-grown apples and oranges and bananas and stuff that is ready to be eaten. But what if the real image that's being communicated is not really about all the different fruit, but how the Holy Spirit grows them in us? What if, it, what if it doesn't happen when you give control of your life to the Holy Spirit and you say, Holy Spirit, I need you. Will you guide me and lead me and give me these things because I need these things in my life? And we, we expect that it's going to happen instantaneously and that it's going to be full grown in our lives from day one. But what if it's not so much about what the fruit is as much as what the Holy Spirit wants to grow in you? And how many of you know that growing something takes time? (laughs) When you put a plant in the ground, it does not just, you know, when you plant a tree, it is not a full-grown tree on day one. It takes time to produce it. In verse 22, Paul says, but the the fruit the Holy Spirit produces, produces. And this past week as I was reading this verse again and reading this passage again, uh, I, this I've read this many times before, but this word produces actually jumped off the page to me. It was like, here's here's where you need to focus on when you're talking about what I want to do in people's lives. It's about production. It's about production. And I, I, if the Holy Spirit is wanting to produce some stuff in me, I thought, well, it might be helpful for me to understand what the word produces actually is getting at. You know, because we can read through this and we're like, oh, no, 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 okay, I get all that, you know, when I get my life to the Holy Spirit. But what if we stopped and said, what does that actually mean? What does the word produces 
actually mean is so I looked up the definition and it says to yield grow or supply to cause a particular result to happen or come into existence and then I thought to myself well that's a great definition but what does the word actually mean because we can read that and think okay growing yielding you know okay that's that sounds all all fine and good and so I, I, I went back and I looked up what the root word, the Latin origin of where we get the word produce, production, produces, all of those things. And this is, this is what it came back as. The first part of it, the P-R-O, means forward. And the last part of the word where we get the word produce means to lead. Forward, to lead. So the word produces means to lead forward. So the Holy Spirit is wanting to lead you forward into some things. He's wanting to, come on, I said he wanting to lead you. I didn't say he wants to just drop you in the middle of something. He's going to lead you forward into some things. And we could even reread this verse and it really says this to me, but the fruit the Holy Spirit leads us forward to is, and then read the list. The fruit that the Holy Spirit leads us forward to is, and then we go to the list. So the question now is, how does the Holy Spirit do this? What does it look like for the Holy Spirit to lead you forward into some things? What does that look like in our lives? And so I've got three points that I want to make just really quickly and talk about each one for just a moment. But how the Holy Spirit produces fruit in our lives, here's number one. He plants a seed. We don't like the seed. We like, when I give control of my life away, just go ahead and plant the apple tree. <laughs> just go ahead and drop the whole thing in my lap, do whatever you need to do in 24 hours. When I wake up tomorrow, whew, I've got all this stuff going on in my life. That's what we want it to say. But the way the Holy Spirit does this, the first thing he does is he plants a seed. Every piece of fruit that you have ever seen started as a seed. Everything you've ever eaten, everything, come on, I've been on this, like, you know, apples and oranges, but we get the little cuties, you know, because they're just way better. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had them or not, but they are so good. And you think about that, every time I eat one of those, that started, like, that just didn't fall from heaven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like oranges just didn't start raining down from heaven and here's all the oranges and let's go pick them up and eat them. It started as a seed. So if we're talking about fruit, we've got to understand that it starts as a seed. And so if every piece of fruit that we see started as a seed, then what God is saying to us is that when you give control of your life to the Holy Spirit, he's going to plant a seed. So don't get frustrated when you make the decision, you know what, I need the Holy Spirit in my life. So I'm going to give up control. I'm going to stop trying to control my own life. And I'm going to give control to him. Don't get frustrated when tomorrow morning when you wake up, you aren't patient. Some of y'all are looking at me like, this is not good news. <laughs> Don't get frustrated when you wake up tomorrow and you thought, well, this is just going to happen instantaneously in my life, and now I have joy about everything. 
And then we wake up tomorrow, and it's like, well, I'm upset today, so it must not have taken. <laughs> maybe, I, like, maybe it was like, like it wasn't the real Holy Spirit, you know. Maybe, maybe I didn't pray it right. Maybe I didn't say it right. Maybe I didn't receive it right. Maybe I didn't know. He planted a seed that he wants to grow in you. So don't get frustrated when you don't see the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control immediately. Because when you see someone, come on, we've all seen these people. When you see someone with great joy, and you're like, man, I just wish that I had great joy. It started as a seed. When you see somebody who has great patience in their life, it started as a seed. When you see somebody who's gentle and who's kind and has all of these characteristics in their life, it's because it started as a seed. It didn't happen overnight. Old habits die hard. Seems like I've heard that in the movie somewhere. It doesn't happen overnight, and you think, man, I gave up. And, th and then what we do is when we don't see it immediately, we get frustrated, and then we just give up. Well, apparently that doesn't work. Well, apparently he was lying to me. Well, apparently I'm the exception to the rule, and the Holy Spirit doesn't want to give me anything, but he gave it to them. No, it always starts as a seed. It always starts as a seed. The Holy Spirit has planted a seed, and as we allow him to grow the seed in us, it slowly becomes more like the apples and the oranges and the bananas that we're used to seeing in reference to fruit. And so the first thing he does is he plants a seed. Here's number two. He grows it in us. He plants a seed, and he grows it in us. What if sometimes the question isn't, what am I allowed to do? And we've kind of been hanging out there in this series, like, what am I allowed to do? What's okay? What does this mean? What, what is that all about? But what if we change the question to, what is this action or behavior growing in me? Oh. <laughs> what, is, what, if we, what if instead of asking the question, what am I allowed to do? Or is this okay? Or is that okay? Or, or do I really need to go there? Do I need, well, I'm going to justify doing this. What if we... What if we stopped and we asked the question, what is this behavior and this action growing in me? What if before you made a decision, you asked the question, what is this behavior or this action or this thing that I'm about to do or say going to grow in me? What if we shifted and we made that our question, And as we continue to allow the Holy Spirit to control our lives, he takes the seed that has been planted and he begins to grow it inside of us. So we need to then be thinking about how are you spending your time? Because if production is a process, that means there's time involved. So how are you spending your time? How are you, how are you cultivating time? In your life, what the Holy Spirit is trying to do and grow in you with how you're spending your time. Do you spend a lot of time with friends? Do you spend a lot of time playing video games? Do you spend a lot of time at work? Do you spend a lot of time with your family? Do you spend a lot of time with your, your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Because it all, it all matters. Every bit of it matters. When you're in the growing process, what you do matters. 
the behaviors and the actions that you're doing, the things that you're saying, it all matters in the growing process. And then you need to ask yourself if the distribution of how you're spending your time is growing the right things in you. Is the look at your week and ask the question, is what I'm spending my time doing all week long, is it growing what I want grown inside of me? We don't stop and ask this question enough. Is it growing? What? See, we just go through life and we're just doing and going and working and, and playing and doing all this stuff. And we never take time to stop and think. And then we get frustrated. Well, I don't have patience. Well, I don't have joy. Well, I don't have peace. Like, where's God? What is all these things? It matters what you are cultivating in your life. And if you're not experiencing that in your life, it may be because the Holy Spirit's trying to grow something in you that you're not helping grow. That you have all the weeds going on, and the Holy Spirit can't get to the surface what he wants to get to surface because you're not asking yourself, is this cult, is this going to grow the right things in my life? And think about think about your habits. Some other things to think about. Do you do you lie to get out of uncomfortable situations? Do you obey your parents? Do you honor people around you? Do you respond to people with harsh words? Do you do you always run to that one thing when you're stressed out? Why, why am I asking all these questions? Because it matters. It matters. The Holy Spirit plants a seed in you, and he wants to grow it in you over time. But what you do during that process, what you're putting in during that process, how you're spending your time during that process matters. It matters. And we need to think beyond the specific actions and Ask ourselves what the behavior is growing in us. What the behavior is growing in us. The Holy Spirit wants to grow the seed he has planted in us, but what we water it with, which would be how we spend our time and what our habits are, contributes to whether or not it grows. Come on, how many of you know I can have plants at my house, and I can go out and I can water them every day with water, and they'll, they'll grow. If I'm taking time to cultivate it, I'm taking time to water it, I'm taking time to, to do what I need to do, what is my part in helping it grow, it'll grow. But how many of you know I can walk out there every day and pour Dr. Pepper on them and nothing's going to happen? You understand what I'm saying? I can go get water and I can help it grow. Or I can go get some Coke or Dr. Pepper or something like that and I can pour that on there all day long. Well, why... <laughs> Well, dear God, why do I not have patience? I don't know. I don't know why I don't have patience. I don't know why I don't have joy. I don't know why I can't control my actions. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm not gentle. I don't know why I'm not kind. I don't know why I can't. I keep wavering and and I don't have this faithfulness that that is talking about. Maybe it's because you're pouring Dr. Pepper on what the Holy Spirit's trying to grow in your life instead of water. I don't know if y'all are with me today, but. <clears throat> The Holy Spirit, he plants a seed, and then he grows it in us. And here's the third thing. He pushes out the old. He pushes out. <laughs> he, he pushes out the old. He plants the seed. He helps it grow in us. 
and he pushes out the old. And as I was studying for this, uh, I, I found this interesting. Well, earlier in these verses we read, before it ever gets to the, the fruit that it dealt with, it deals with our sinful nature. Before Paul ever gets to what the Holy Spirit, he says, well, here's one way you can do it. Like we talked about last week, living, living by the flesh, living by the Spirit. If you weren't here last week, go back and watch that message or, or check it out on the podcast so you'll understand what we're talking about because I don't have time to get into it today again. But, but Paul says, here's living by the flesh. Here's what the flesh will make you do. And he lists all these things that are all harmful things to you. But the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces in your life is this. And so before he ever gets to the fruit, he talks about what the flesh is. And so there's this, this tension we talked about last week between am I living by the flesh or am I living by the Spirit? And, and we talked about that some of us have a desire to give control of our lives to the Holy Spirit, but we still have these things and these habits and these addictions that we still deal with. So we, like we're, we're okay with, well, I need to, okay, I need the Holy Spirit in my life, and, and I'm going to give control of my life. I don't want to control my life anymore. I want to give it to him. I want him to lead me. But I'm still dealing with all this stuff that I used to, that I used to deal with. It, it just won't go away. I don't know, like, what, is, what, what do I need to do for it to go away? I still have the bad habits. I still have the stuff that, that was normal and natural to me. I still have the people that I, that I always hung out with. I still have the same temptations every day even though I gave control of my life to the Holy Spirit and I don't know if you know this or not but I found it interesting as I came across it this past week that while most trees change colors and fall to the to the ground their leaves do during the fall the red oak trees have a little bit different property about them and I started looking up pictures and I as I, I read this and I thought wow that is so that is such a good point to make on how the Holy Spirit, when he plants a seed and he grows it in us, and then he pushes out the old. And it said that red oak trees retain many of their leaves throughout the winter. Some fall to the ground, but some don't. So there's still some. So you give control of your life to the Holy Spirit, and some of the stuff just, you're like, well, I need to quit doing that and give that away and, and do all this. But then there's stuff that had that a deep root in you, you know what I'm talking about, that you just can't, it's like I just can't figure out how to get rid of that thing. I can't, I can't figure out how to quit doing that. I can't figure out how to move past that. And so some of the stuff falls to the ground whenever you give your life to the Holy Spirit and control of your life away. But then there's some of those leaves that hold on all winter long. All winter long. And it's like, when am I going to get rid of this bad habit? When am I going to be able to move past this thing? And here's, here's what I found interesting. And it said, and in the spring, so these leaves hold on. Some of them do all winter long, but in the spring as the new buds begin to form, they push the dead leaves off the branches. Huh. Three of you got it. The, I, I know what it is. The rest of you were just writing it down so you didn't forget it later. The stuff that you can't see, come on, you're in the winter season, and it's like, man, I gave control of my life away. I'm trying to follow Jesus. I'm trying to do the right thing, but this stuff keeps holding on in my life. Can I just tell you, if you'll just keep allowing the Holy Spirit to grow in you what he wants to grow in you, eventually, when spring comes, the new stuff will start to push the old stuff out. The new stuff that's growing in you We'll start to push the old stuff out, but you just got to hold on. 
You just got to hold on because here's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to make you believe, hey, you're just never going to get rid of that. Well, that's just always going to be there. Well, maybe it didn't work because only some of it went away, but not all of it went away. No, no. When you give your, when you give your life over to God and you give control of your life away, and you say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I don't want control of my life. I want you to lead me, God, in everything that I do. He plants a seed, makes it grow, and then it pushes out the old. So when the new buds start to form, the old leaves, the dead leaves, the things that you don't want in your life anymore begin to fall to the ground. But it only happens when you allow the Holy Spirit. Come on, you got to water what the Holy Spirit has planted in you. you got to water what it is. The new life pushes out the old. I came to tell somebody today that if you'll give control of your life to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to plant that seed and you'll water it with the right things, allow it to push out the old. Come on, you've been... Somebody here today, you've been trying to you've been trying to move past it, trying to move past it, trying to move past it, and it's because you if you didn't if you weren't here last week, I'm telling you, go back and watch last week's message. It's because you're focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on the wrong thing, and you're not watering it with the right stuff so that the Holy Spirit can grow it in you, and it'll eventually push out the old. I need uh, I need a couple of guys. Heath, will you help me? You want to help me? Y'all come up here on on stage so they can see you. See your pretty faces. All right, so here's what we do. I want you to stand right here. Shane, come over here. Stand back over here for just a moment. All right, so take one end of this rope. So I'm me... And this is this is all the stuff, and this is the enemy, and this is this is what you can't seem to get rid of. He wore that he wore that shirt, so I had to use him. <clears throat> so this is this is all the stuff. And what we do? Anybody ever play tug of war? You get done playing tug of war, and your hands are all you know you got rope burned just like crazy. So what I'm trying to do every single day is I'm like, can't do that. Oh, can't. Uh, I can't. I can't do that. Can't do that. Come on, pull me. Pull me. Pull me. I can't. I don't want to. I can't. I can't do that. And see, here's what. All right, let me go now. <laughs> and here's and what we try to do is we try to fight. We try to fight it. We try to. We try to. You know, I just. I. I know I don't need to go back to that. I know I don't need to do that. I know that. I thought when I gave my life to God that things would get easier. I thought when I gave my life to God that he was going to produce this stuff in my life. But for some reason, I keep finding myself right back over here in the stuff that I want gone. Are you with me? But here's, but here's what happens when we get tired of fighting. Come on, anybody tired of fighting? When you get tired of fighting the stuff, here's what happens. And we say, you know what? Here, stay over there for just a second. And here's what, here's what happens. And we finally say, you know what? I'm not going to try to fight this anymore. And I'm going to get my focus off of the things that I don't want to do. And I'm going to get my focus on God. And I'm going to give control of my life to the Holy Spirit. Come on, you're bigger than him. So show me, show me that you're bigger than him. Then all of a sudden, I don't even have to pull on the rope anymore. Come on, I didn't say, I didn't say that, 
well, you can help me today. But but tomorrow, eh, I'm going to try to fight again. I'm going to try to fight again. No, it's when you give when you give the rope to the Holy Spirit. Now pull him over here. <laughs> when you give control, see, here's what you need to know. When you give control of your life to the Holy Spirit, thank you guys. You can go have a seat. Let's give him a hand. When you give control of your life to the Holy Spirit, he wins every time. You know how I know that? Because he already won. So what you're trying to fight in your life doesn't even exist. The reason you're trying to fight it and you're dealing with it is because you just need to give control of your life to somebody who has already won the battle. And we try to hold on to the rope and try to do it our way and try to, well, I'm just going, well, I, today I know I should drink water, but today I want Dr. Pepper. Well, I know I should be, I know I should be exercising, but today I just want Oreos. And I'm not talking about your weight. I'm trying to help you understand that you need to give, you need to give control of your life away. Because production is a process. I want to invite the worship team to come back up. Production is a process. So don't walk out of here today thinking that I'm going to walk out of here. I'm giving control of my life away. Here's, here's what you can walk out of here knowing. That when you gave control of your life to the Holy Spirit, you will win. You will win. But don't get frustrated tomorrow when you're not seeing the apples and the oranges. Well, I don't feel like anything's changed. Just stick with it another day. Water it today. Well, I don't feel like, well, I, I almost gave in again. Just water it one more time. Water it one more time. Well, I, 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 I don't feel like I can do it anymore. Just water it one more time. Water it one more time. And every time you water it with the right things in your life, every time you get in the word, every time you spend time in prayer, every time you worship God right in the middle of, I don't even know, I feel like I'm about to do something that I don't even think I should be doing. And so instead of doing that, I'm just going to turn some worship music on real quick. In about three minutes, I'm going to worship God, and I'm going to watch my focus, and I'm going to watch that temptation, and I'm going to watch what I want to do change. Because when the presence of God comes into the room, everything changes. So you got to water, you got to water what the Holy Spirit has planted in you. You got to water it. Will you stand to your feet today? What are you watering? Maybe you've given control of your life. You're, you're following Jesus. You've received the Holy Spirit. You're, you, you know, what, but what are you watering it with? What are you pouring on the seed that the Holy Spirit planted in you? Because production is a process. It's a process. And you can't give up on day seven. And you can't give up on day 13. And you can't give up on day 364. And you can't give up on day 1,171. Because all of your life, God is growing the thing in you that he has planted inside of you. But you just got to keep watering it. Just keep watering it. And watch over time as the new begins to come out and it pushes the old out of your life. Your desires begin to change. What you thought you wanted for so long or the lifestyle you were in for so long, all of a sudden it begins to get a little bit easier. 
and a little bit easier and a little bit easier and the fruit inside of you is starting to come out and now you have a little bit more patience and now you're finding joy because joy is not an emotion come on somebody joy is a choice and now you're now you're finding you're finding self-control man i'm able to control my temper a little bit better now because i'm watering the seed that the holy spirit planted in me when i gave control of my life away I want to invite the prayer team to come down. We're going we're gonna to open it up where you can, if you need prayer for anything in your life. Come on, I know this has been a, a little bit of a weighty message. And some of us, we want the instant thing. But come on, if you've been, if you've been just struggling, you've, you've, you're, you're following Jesus, but it's been a battle. It's been a battle. And today you just need somebody, I just need somebody to pray with me. I just need somebody, I don't even know what to pray anymore. I need somebody to just encourage me. I need somebody to just believe with me. Come on, if that's you, or maybe you got something else, you know, something else in your life. Maybe there's a, an illness or something with a family member or whatever. We just, we just invite you as we begin, as the worship team sings this last song. When they begin to sing, you can just step out of your seat and come down and find somebody down here and let us pray with you. We just want to. We want to pray with you. We want to encourage you. We want to believe with you. We want to be there with you and walk this journey with you. Come on, you don't need to, you don't need to be doing this alone. You don't need to be doing this alone. So here in a moment, when they begin to sing, if you need prayer for anything in your life, I encourage you, just step out. Come, don't be, everybody needs prayer. At different times, everybody needs prayer. Don't feel like because I step out of my seat like it's something weird or, well, everybody's going to know that I need prayer. The person that's thinking that needs prayer. They just don't want to get up. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't let don't let pride, don't let don't let fear. Come on. We sang about it this morning. Perfect love casts out fear. The love of God casts out all fear. Don't let those things hold you back from receiving prayer and receiving what God wants to give you today. Amen. God, I thank you for your word. We thank you for this time of prayer and this time of worship together. Holy Spirit, I pray today that you would draw every person who needs prayer in Jesus name. Amen.